This is First, Last, Best, Worst. The only podcast recorded on a Tascam 4-track cassette tape. We explore the craft of songwriting with our guests as they perform the first, last, best, and worst songs they've ever written. I'm your host, Carl Banks. I'm Taylor Rogers. And I'm Paul Blackwell. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to the 35th episode of First, Last, Best, and Worst. And you might notice that it was just me saying at that time, <laughs> our good buddy Taylor um, made it over to the podcast today, but it's a rainy day in New York and he slipped off his bike and he fell and he hurt his shoulder and he was going to try to do it, but last minute decided it's probably a good idea to just go to the hospital. So that's what he did. So we're here today without Taylor, but stepping in, we have Paul. He's going to be chatting a little bit. What's up, Paul? Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful. And somebody, we've talked a little bit about Scarlett, who is our artist liaison producer. Uh, she's going to sit in and maybe chat a little bit too. How are you doing, Scarlett? Hi, I'm doing great. Good. Have you ever uh, been in a bike wreck before? Um, well, <laughs> I accidentally ran into a minivan one time. Was it parked or was it? It, it was parked. I had oh. maybe had a couple of drinks. <laughs> oh, that'll happen. But I didn't get hurt. So well, that's good. I fled I got, the scene. <laughs> I got hit by um, a car twice riding my bike in New York. The first time it was in Williamsburg in like the Hasidic part. And nobody <laughs> fucking said a goddamn thing to me. I mean, it was a huge scene. My bike, you know, a taxi drove over it and he drove away. And then, like, maybe, I don't know, six months later, I got hit in bed and it was, like, a totally different thing. It was, like, the most exciting thing that happened on the corner in, like, weeks. Everyone's like, oh, shit, you got hit. And some lady came over, and she's like, your face is fucked up. And I was like, I felt like my eyeball was popping out or something. I'm like, what's wrong with it? And she's like, your, your bone's sticking out of your leg. And my leg had been, like, just got swollen, like a whatever. And uh, and I was like, oh, it's not, bro like, it's not my bone. I'm standing on it. So I like, get in the cab and go to the hospital and then sit there for like five hours and then by the time the doctor saw me he was just like yeah you're fine and I was like yeah I know and hope I, I was hoping to get some like opiates or something but he just gave me Tylenol and uh and it sucked uh really bad so I feel for you Taylor and if I had a drink right now and we weren't surrounded by cables I would pour a little bit out uh for you because I feel for you and I hope you're okay so this is for you Taylor but the show goes on and in the studio today we have the values how are you guys doing hey we're good how are you guys doing I'm doing wonderful and I've, I've asked every single person that and I don't know that that's really the best um, or the most professional podcasting question to ask. It's okay. nice though. It makes We're, people feel at home. Okay, We're good. Fucking great. There you go. Glad <laughs> to be here, yeah. Carl. This has been a dream of ours ever since we heard about this podcast. And I gotta yeah. say, it's fucking sick to be here. You guys didn't realize <laughs> that Evan's acting out his dreams of having his own radio it's, show yeah. on your podcast. And then my other dream is just people <laughs> ask me questions about shit because I love talking about myself. So, you know, <laughs> two for two right mm -hmm. here. I'm well, well, normally I'm the one with the silky smooth voice, but man, you're taking the cake here. I'm just fucking, <laughs> mine's, a, my, mine's like a Tom Waits voice over here. Well, Carl, Paul, <laughs> Scarlett, I thought I would bring it down a notch and really up the NPR. <laughs> now, when I get excited, Excited. I'm going to start talking like this. My voice is going to get a little high and really stupid. So I want everyone to think I'm cool up front and then ease them into the rest of my fucking idioc idiocy. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Let's get in, in, into idiocracy <clears throat> and let's hear uh, the first song that you guys ever ever wrote or yeah. ever made. This is a song called Al-Anon. Um, it was a song I originally wrote by myself and I brought it to Evan and then we started playing it together. large pink copy of Dracula. He looks up with a startled kind of look in his eye and asks if it's my first time. Pretty blonde named Liza tumbles into an empty seat. They're all pretty much empty. And a woman named Maddie with the face of a worried relative. started an hour ago and the chairperson never came and Alan walks out still no shoes on his feet and we're left to empathize with ourselves 
city alive. All the stories are stories of repetition. Liza speaks of the men in her life. Well, the brother's an addict, the ex is an addict, and she's addicted to them all. And things get to feeling normal. We break open the thrift store closets looking for pamphlets like that could give us any more signs. And um, so this is, Mason, you wrote this song yes. lyrically. Uh, can you maybe date and give us a place where, where yeah. it came up with it? So I, I wrote this like almost, almost four years ago now. Um, I was uh, living in my first apartment in Brooklyn, and I had just gone to my first Al-Anon meeting, and everything that I talk about in the song is totally true. I showed up at this thrift store where they were holding the meeting. Um, for those who don't know, Al-Anon is a, a support group for friends and family of alcoholics, addicts in general. And um, I showed up at this thrift store, and it was my first time ever. I had no idea what to expect. I was feeling really nervous and really vulnerable, you know. And I didn't know how these things were supposed to go. There's like a certain structure to these meetings. And there's a lot of literature that you're supposed to use, mm -hmm. and we're all waiting there for a while, and nobody shows up to run the meeting. And at some point, uh, one of the other women who was there, this woman named Liza, who I talk about in, in the, the song, um, she was like, okay, well, I know how to run these meetings. I've been to a million of these, so like, I'm just going to take over. <laughs> and she kind of just like taught me how the meetings were run. And that line about breaking into the thrift store closets looking for pamphlets, that's exactly what we do. Like, we found mm -hmm. a way to like break the lock and get the literature out so we could really actually have a real meeting. And... Um, yeah, that's what the song was about. And Did was, you write the lyrics right after the event? Basically, I, I, what's funny about it, I was writing a lot of poetry at the time and doing like a lot of poetry workshops around the city and in Brooklyn. So I, um, I initially wrote it as blank verse. Okay. And then I was like, this isn't working. Do you think Allen Ginsberg is going to be mad that you told, told him <laughs> what he was at the meeting? Yeah, I know. Um, at, that The funny thing about that, that guy looks so much, like everything <laughs> about that guy looks so much like him. And I, again, he wasn't wearing shoes. <laughs> I don't think he like grabbed any, I don't think I saw him grab any shoes when he left. Like he just, <laughs> he just came on in. Exactly. Shoes. And he was reading That's this like bad. really, really big, like large text text copy of uh, Dracula and it was just everything about him made me laugh so you're just writing poetry at the time or were you into the beats I mean is that like lies on your mind or is it just, <laughs> he just straight up look like him I mean yeah I think I think I had like just revisited like a supermarket in California at that time <laughs> so he was probably on my mind and then when do you bring this to Evan to put it together so uh, we weren't playing music yet at the time together we had just essentially just started dating and um, it was still kind of casual and at some point, I played it for him, 
And um, the, basically, the very first time we ever really played together was this song when he was living in Crown Heights. And he had this tiny little apartment, and he borrowed his roommate's electronic drum kit. And he gave me his gu guitar, and we just kind of like jammed out on this song for a while. And that was sort of mm -hmm. the first time the two of us really played together was yeah, we, this song. We played music kind of as we started dating together because... I was I was kind of in a band at the time, and Mason's so much more talented than I was. So I was just like, <laughs> you know, always looking for help. Um, but I was a little nervous bringing her into the fold because I knew that this relationship was like really special, and I didn't want to put undue stress on it by just yeah. immediately inviting her into the band because I can be difficult to work with. Yeah, like I I, I don't know. Like, I, but what's ironic is that. You were really worried about that affecting me, but actually you and I work together better than any than other combination yeah. within but that the band. That explains your hesitation, though, because yeah. there's so, like being I've been around a bunch of bands, you know, there's a <laughs> lot of conflict. And a lot of times it leads to good music because there's tension yeah. outside of the stage and then they get on stage and everybody's like this force, you know, yeah. but it happens, when, especially if you're stuck in a van with people or you got your scheduling conflicts and stuff mm -hmm. like that. It gets very frustrating. Well, I'm lucky. I'm so lucky that I've found like, like the love of my life and also like the collaborator, like I've always dreamed of in the same person. It's so... I'm just like I'm so a lucky. Unfair. We, yeah, it's totally, totally people. That's <laughs> amazing. Yeah, we're super lucky. Um, That's fucking rad. So that so you then what, like so then you start playing guitar over it or you had a drum machine for this song. Let's talk specifically so, about it. So this song that we just played, um, we initially uh, just played it like like with us on the guitar, and then when we had a full band before when we were playing with like uh, five other people. As the, um, as the values? As the values. We, uh, I, I brought it to the band and we arranged it for the band. And so we played it out a lot. Um, and then uh, it's not in our current set, but when we became a duo, we were playing it electronically yeah, it a for a while. Yeah. And it, it's good that way, but I thought we would just come and bring it to you guys the way that it originally sort mm -hmm. of it was birthed. It kind, of, <laughs> it kind of gives like a nice touch point to like kind of how we used to sound and kind of helps fulfill in like the arc of sort of how we got to where we are today. Because the band's gone through a lot of different iterations. We've gone from being like a, like sort of like a very big band with like backup singers and like a horn section to like more of like an indie rock sort of thing to like what we are now. And more synth. Were you always synth? stuff too yeah i mean i think ableton was always a part of the setup even before i was in the band yeah. and we've always had some synthy synthy sounds yeah i feel like i've always been attracted to um not really putting a lot of limitations on what we can do or what we have to do and so like two things i've always really like i've always kind of liked um not like EDM music like it is now with like big DJs like Wolfgang Gardner or um, Above and Beyond and that stuff, but more like sort of like people who make like electronic pop music like Sylvanesso or Holy Ghost mm -hmm. are both two big influences of ours. Or um, Fat, Bo Fat Boy Slim. Yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. yeah, Fat Boy Slim's great. Mm -hmm. Bad so, Boy Bill. Remember mm -hmm. Bad Boy Bill? Oh, <laughs> gosh. <laughs> anyway. That's fucking great. <laughs> that was like EDM when I was in high school. <laughs> when, uh, it was, when it was called Ecstasy Kids before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> Back in the old days. Olden times. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but then also, I've, we, you know, I've always been also really like attracted to like, like guitar, slanging music, people who, you know, play guitar right from their fucking crotch. And then <laughs> yeah. I like kind of like the part, the other reason why we want to play Alan on is that like I come more from the background of like writing uh, sort of singer songwriter kind of stuff. And, and, um, or that's like what, what a lot of my songwriting was. So we, I like a lot of that style of lyrical writing, like that kind of mountain goatsy kind of style. We mm -hmm. kind of try to bring that into the electronic stuff, right? which I think is one thing that, did you always kind of think of yourself as a songwriter? Was there like a moment? Yeah, yeah, I started. So I, my own music background is I started playing classical piano when I was six. And basically, as soon as I started doing that, I started writing songs on my own, just like kind of, you know, uh, mimicking what I heard on the radio. And I did all these other kinds of things uh, throughout my life up until now. But all, no matter what I was doing, whatever my focus was, I was always just like writing songs by myself at home. Mm -hmm. It was just always something I did, regardless yeah. of whether I was actually performing them or not. Right. Yeah. 
Well, um, let, let's start segueing into yeah. the latest song because we have, it, you, nobody can see this, but this is by far the most elaborate setup we have had here yet. Yeah. And um, it's very different than the last song we heard, which was just featuring guitar. And can you set this one up? Though? So this is the most recent song we've added to the set. One thing that's great about us living together and being a couple is that we get to write a lot. And so um, this is, we're constantly adding new songs to the set and taking things out. So this is the newest one we've added to the set. And um, it's called Skin, and I just, uh, lyrically, this song is, like, just about all my friends. Just trying to, you know, imagining them in their daily lives, just trying to get through the world in New York City, because it's tough out here. <laughs> all right. Damn, that was that was fantastic. Quite a bit uh, more stuff going on than yeah. that first song. <laughs> For those of you at home that you couldn't see this, what happened midway through the song, Evan was digging digging it, dancing around a little bit, and the soundproofing behind him uh, came came off the chair. He caught it with his leg without <laughs> ever without ever messing up. Still nope. able to tweedle knobs. To the knobs point where and, I didn't even oh, notice yeah. that was happening. I, I was just playing. Oh yeah, you'd be surprised <laughs> at the amount of stuff 
that I, we deal with while we're playing. Like, <laughs> one hand's doing this, one hand's just Well, that's what I want to talk about right now, if we could. Um, yeah. It's just your gear, your setup. Uh, kind of maybe take us through a little oh. bit of the chain. And um, and then yeah. t- tell me about, like, a live setting, uh, what this is like. Because it's very different for me playing guitar where I'm just, like, plug in and play well, and sing. Yeah. Well, let's, let's, let's go through some we of, like, some of our gear. specific gear. We can, we can kind of demo it for you. So our drum machine is is the Korg Volca Beats. Which is the best. Which is an amazing $100 drum machine. It comes with like like analog patches. Sounds great. Here, let me show, let me show you. This is the drum machine. Nope, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it should be. Uh-oh, did the thing come out again? Oh, uh, no, it's because the volume's down on my oh, end because I go. fade out the drums at the end oh, of that song. Oh, right, because you're a pro. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get sounds like, like this. And this this box is what four inches wide? Yeah, or something? It's yeah. Tiny. It's, it's, it's really little. It's super nice to have portable because let's move on to like our next piece of gear. Well, you can also get like nice snare sounds on it, like. Yeah, you can fuck really with the like. sounds a little bit on it, but we usually layer other drums on top of it pretty often. Like on that song, we had a little. Uh, it's almost like a conga sound or a clave. Clave sounds are different instruments, but <laughs> we also got the Nova- the Novation Base Station Two, oh, yeah. which is just about I think the it's about the best mo- mono bass synth you can get for under. That's not a that's not a Moog. Mm-hmm. We love which is it. Fucking great. It, it was like two, great. it was like two hundred bucks, and it's 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 such a pivotal part of our sound now. It was really good for me because I didn't have a ton of experience with synths before we got it, and the the workflow on it is really intuitive. So it was really helpful for me to really get better at uh, creating sounds and understanding what affects what and what's connected to what. Uh-huh. And then we have uh, for our kind of main synth, we have like an Alessis Ion. Which is sort of a it's a it's a digital synth, but it's really nice. Um, yeah. our, old, our old band member had had the Micron, which is the mini version of it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So we got the full the full size one. It's it's just, great. Just to one up him. Yeah. Who's <laughs> <laughs> really the synth king? Yeah. The king of the synths right here. Synth envy. Yeah. yeah. And then we got and an Ableton. Top. And then we got an Ableton APC to help trigger a bunch of stuff, which is just a great piece oh, of equipment okay. too. Yeah. So that was what what I was doing for the people at home. I was playing the Alessis, that main line on top, but then I also was triggering different scenes and fading things in and out and that stuff so and how's this work in a live setting are you guys playing on bills with all other synthy pop stuff or because it depends yeah, yeah. i would say not usually not uh, usually we usually stick out you know, <laughs> people today are such savvy music listeners that they that it's that it's I, no one really has trouble going from like listening mm. to like an acoustic act then like kind of a more hardcore punk band then like listening to us right like we play on tons of bills like that and yeah yeah honestly i think I think people like variety a little bit more than going and seeing like four indie rock bands in a row. Totally. It's the, and that's like always the promoter that thinks that they have to do that, but nobody wants to see that, you know, dynamics are where it's at. Yeah. I mean, if, if I was playing like after you guys and you were tearing down, I'd be like, fuck, uh, this is going to be a while, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've gotten pretty good at setting up and setting up and taking things down in a live setting, but, um, still a pain in the ass. I mean, I think we, yeah, but to, to your point, like, I think we almost, almost do better when we stick out on a bill. Oh yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, That makes sense. Uh, totally. But, and also there's no. I mean, everybody has a computer or a synth or drum yeah. pad yeah. nowadays, exactly. especially around Brooklyn. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like everybody does, you know. The other good thing about this band, this <clears throat> thing is that we, we've always had really, how do I put this? Like, when it comes to, like, having a band, I think that, like, if you get together with four people who are reasonably talented or a few other people who are reasonably talented, if you give yourself enough time, you will write some amazing music. But mm-hmm. I think most people just break up before that happens you mm-hmm. know it's very difficult to keep a band together especially when you start doing what we're doing now which is almost every weekend we're playing out of town mm-hmm. going on like tours all the time uh do- doing tons of recording just doing a lot of stuff and that sort of time commitment is it's really right it's really tough to tell ask someone to commit every single weekend a month and have right. to take time off work for like a few years before you can actually start getting paid for it. Right, exactly. And then like Jim, the drummer, he fucking yeah. delivers pizzas <laughs> yeah. and he right. has to work Fridays because he needs new symbols. And it's like, it's fucking hard. You so, know? Yeah. So, so you have this like tight, cohesive little union, yeah. which so is while, pretty amazing. So while like it is kind of a pain in the ass to set all this stuff up, uh, I would rather deal with like these like equipment issues than people issues any day of the week. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> Until, you know, you plug your U- USB into itself and it's not working. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I, we use, we use a story. U- yeah, we used a little <laughs> USB hub and a couple of days ago we played in Jersey and I was freaking out. It wasn't our, just your fault. There were multiple yeah, uh, moments of idiocy from <laughs> multiple people. Sound engineers. Yeah. Exactly. But I essentially, I essentially had something plugged into itself, and I was wondering why it wouldn't working. Like it's some sort of perpetual energy machine that's that's. <laughs> it's so funny. That's how that. So we're not actually using that piece of gear right now, but it's on the table plugged and in. it is plugged into itself. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you guys are touring a lot and playing out of town. Um, what's that look like? Are, do you have managers that that do that for Evan you? Evan does everything. Evan does all the booking, and he. Also does booking for other bands too. Like he really, it's one thing that we've learned is like uh, touring is for us is not just about like getting ourselves out there. It's about making connections with other musicians mm. and having this sort of symbiotic relationship with the musicians in other towns right. and being like, okay, we can set you up with a gig and you can set us up with a gig and you can crash at our place and we can crash right. at yours. And, and yeah, I know the booker here definitely. Yeah. I can exactly. get you in. Yeah, you, there's so many good people out there that it's. It's really been such a fucking pleasure to start getting, start playing a lot of shows in places like um, New Jersey and Philly. And we just did a tour out in Pennsylvania last week or a couple weeks ago and went to like Shippensburg and State College and Mm -hmm. just met all sorts of fucking crazy cool people. It was super fun. Um, People are so nice to musicians on the road too. I mean, in general, there's like this, there's this trope of like the sheriff's like, get out of town, hippies or something (laughs) like that, but that doesn't exist, you know, in my experience. We got pulled over because I was driving without my headlights on because I'm a big old dummy. (laughs) And And you know, there's like (laughs) weed in the car and I'm wearing like a fake fur, a big white fur fake fur coat and I have on a lot of makeup and we're in the middle of like State College, yeah. Pennsylvania. Like, and it <laughs> you might step out of the car. Uh, where are you going tonight? Oh, we're playing a house show. Oh, you're playing a house show. Oh, that's cool. Where is it? I don't oh, know. While this is happening, know. I'm still in the car and I have the window rolled up because I'm just like, I'm not going to incriminate myself any more than I have yeah. to. And Evan's out here talking to the cops for like 10 full minutes. Shooting the shit. And yeah. I'm just like, what's going on? Right. Why is this such a long like conversation? Yeah. <laughs> I, I but really, Evan was just filling them in on where we were playing that yeah. night. And they like, wanted to know about like our tour. Like, oh, where are you going tomorrow? I'm like, we're going to, we're going to Shippensburg tomorrow, sir. <laughs> sir. <laughs> don't don't look in the bottom of our bags. <laughs> yeah. Shit in there. No, but I mean, yeah, people are super nice, and people are people are into. It. Like, I'm not to, not trying to toot our own horn, but people are into us, and we're playing with some fantastic fucking bands. I mean, we played. That's the really fun part. It's just hearing what people are making outside of New York. Yeah, yeah. We, we played. That's a, really good. We played a we played this house show in State College. What's the name of the town? I was very confused about that for a while. <laughs> but in for sta- Penn State. It's for Penn State. Penn Sorry, State is in a town called State College. So whatever. It took you a while. Wow, well, it's like the, we're booking. They're like, okay, you're going to play at State College. I'm like, okay, what State College? Is it we're playing at Penn State? What, what town is it? State College. No, I know it's a State College. I get college. what you're saying. Jesus fucking Christ. I was like, who's on first scenario yeah, there? Exactly, huh? exactly. <laughs> but we played there. We played with this band. And like, we, we played this house party. And the person who was booking said, so like, okay, you're going to meet. It's going to be a guy named Joe. He's going to be a tall guy with black hair. And yeah. we show up. And it's After a whole debacle of trying to get there, which is a we, whole other we story. Even fucking get There's into so that. many <laughs> stories from this particular trip. But so. then, but then, and then we show up, and then we're, I'm like, uh, is, "Is Joe here? Is Joe? Is Joe? <laughs> Joe?" And then all of a sudden, this seven foot tall drag queen appears. Gorgeous, Look, gorgeous, good, drag looking queen, good, like. like like I'm about as straight yeah, as an arrow, but he's definitely in the he maybe pile. Has beautiful legs. <laughs> and just beautiful like, legs. And seven, you know, she, I think fulfills that drag yeah, queen tradition well, of being a giant ass dude, uh, looking good. And it was, and their band played. They're called Meat Sweats, and they are phenomenal. They're really Meat good. Sweats. Well, they're Meat like sweats. this sort of like art punk band. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, like Joe's Joe's drag uh, persona for that band is called uh, Jose Queervo. <laughs> but other than that, he just goes by Joe. That's <laughs> just Joe. Yeah, it's super exciting. And plus, like with our setup and with our sound, we can kind of play on any sort of bill. I would say bill. the only stuff we can't play with, we can't play with like really, really heavy metal, right? Or, or like or hardcore punk, right? Or like straight folk, where it's all not stringed yeah. instruments, stringed folk. You know, like jalopy theater or yeah, something, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like that'd a be banjo. Be they don't even tough. have inputs on any of their guitars. <laughs> you know, come on, dude. 
<laughs> Come on. Come on, dude. Plug it in. Get that, hit that electric, band. Well, I, what I would love to hear right now is maybe the what you think is your best song. And if you could like set it up for us yeah. a little bit. So uh, we picked this as our best song because this is going to be the next single that's coming out. Um, we just recorded this with uh, Oliver Ignatius at Holy Fang, which is how we got hooked up with you guys. Um, he recorded, mixed, mastered, produced it. Um, Just the single, or you have a whole uh, the, album? We did an e a three-song EP, okay, and he EP. did he did all three of the songs. Um, and uh, yeah, so "Civil" is a song that we had tried to kick around for a while musically. We had this one like kind of LCD sound system-inspired loop yeah. that we were trying to That's put. That's what I think of when I hear your bass station. Oh, good. That's immediately what comes to good. my head. <laughs> I love LCD sound system. They're like our favorite band. We went They're and saw amazing. them in December. Yeah. I've told the story about I got into it when they first, when they opened Brooklyn Steel, I got in for free. I just walked in and they let oh me in. God. And it was the <laughs> you best You look show. like you belong I, here. Yeah, totally. The guy was like, all right, go ahead. I, I happened to dress like the bouncers that night. Like I a leather jacket on with a yellow hoodie and that's what everybody was wearing so it fucking worked out anyway nice. i'm sorry go ahead oh well so we had this loop and like we kept putting a bunch of shit on top of it and it just wasn't working and i couldn't write any melodies over it and so we took everything off of it and yeah like, this like like a couple parts of this song were part of like a different song that we yeah um so we like took a took a bunch of stuff off of it and then I was able to sort of like with a slightly more space in the arrangement, I was able to sort of start improvising over it. And the, the first lyric that I improvised out of that was um, the first line of the song, which is, uh, so lock the door behind me, I left you my door key. And it kind of, I realized like, oh, I'm writing a song about somebody leaving mm -hmm. somebody else. Mm -hmm. And I kind of just took it from there and wrote this narrative uh, or like this sort of like internal monologue of what I would be thinking and saying if I were <laughs> if leaving. I were leaving Evan <laughs> and um, all of the details, pretty much like almost all the details in the song are totally accurate to our life. I mentioned my our dog. We have a dog, a little mini pit bull named Honey, who mm -hmm. comes on tour with us, and <laughs> we you know um, talk about our sheets and like you know your favorite coffee cup, like all the things that you think about that uh -huh. are like practical but also emotional. Right. Uh, when you're going through a breakup or any kind of situation yeah, like that. I, yeah, I wouldn't say the song is like difficult for me to hear, <laughs> but it is. I'm sorry. It, no, no, it's, it, it's, it's, you know, Mason is such a tremendous writer that uh -huh. it, she really did write a song that feels very true to me as someone who I guess it's kind of about. Uh -huh. um, and especially like the situation is definitely like, it definitely is devastating in a way. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like devastating because it, because it, you know, it's like writing. It's like writing a song about imagining your dad dying or something. Yeah. It's just like you're just like, oh god, and kind of going to that place where we play it is is like both cathartic and sometimes difficult. But mm -hmm. I love the song. I that's really, great. Really I mean, that's what mu that's where music is at its best. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. anyway. I'd love to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So we've got a kind of a funny way we have to do this because on this song. I kind of step away from the gear, <laughs> from the stack, as we call it. So. What we're going to have to do right now is you're actually going to see Evan like, I mean, you can reach around me. Yeah, I'll reach around. Okay. You. Give you a little reach around. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, jeez. Um, All right. Is, this, is that how you want to do it? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. You ready? Mm-hmm.
that was the wrong track at the very end, but that's okay. That's how that's how you like to end things. Just a loop. no. I mean, it's supposed to go back to the the other loop, but we accidentally crabbed something else in it. <laughs> that's cool. Just leave that. Yeah, explanation yeah. out of this <laughs> final cut if you will for sure well that one are we still uh that one was uh quite impressive to watch you guys move around again not only this time is evan just catching the soundproofing you're all over the place <laughs> oh, picking yeah. up guitar tweedling knobs yeah. it was amazing that's a great song thank uh, you I really, I really quite enjoyed it uh can you can you talk a little bit about uh um your the process of writing this one Oh, sure. The next one or the, this, this one? The one that oh, we just yeah, did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, just like you're not doing like verse chorus no. type of stuff. So is it, how are you approaching it? Is it like you want to add in, um, you're looking at for certain things to well, add in or is it you just let you, it go we, wherever it wants to go? We give you a little so song explorer breakdown yeah. real quick. I'm actually like. really glad that you meant, picked up on that because that was intentional. That was mm -hmm. very much like this is the first song we're going to write where we're not, we're really trying to break out of that like sort of classic pop song structure. Right. Um, and, you know, we talk about LCD sound system a lot, almost to an embarrassing level, just because <laughs> we love them so much. And so we were really inspired by, they have so many songs that are sort of more linearly, like mm -hmm. linear in the way that they uh, write them, just sort of like upping intensity, you know, upping the filter on something or uh -huh. the part doesn't change, but it feels like there's more energy or it's fuller or, mm -hmm. you know, putting something on it that's like a 16th note subdivider to sort of kick up the energy. Do um, you know what you're looking for when you're writing or do you are you just playing around with things and then when you hear it, you know, you know that you want to add it? It's a combination of both things, yeah. I think. I would say yeah. a lot of the time we start off with a sort of sound or a... Uh, um, Baseline or some sort of melody or something like, or like a like a like a little drum part, and then we kind of build that so we kind of have like one sort of section, and then we kind of need to decide whether we're gonna kind of do like a verse chorus thing, go back and forth, or whether we're gonna kind of keep the song just mm -hmm. driving forward. Like this, like the song Civil basically has like all the momentum and all the motion in it is is going forward. Mm -hmm. It kind of just starts at kind of low, and everything kind of builds on top of that, builds and builds and builds till it kind of reaches like this breaking point and then the song ends um <laughs> sometimes yeah. with the wrong track yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just kidding i'm just kidding about that <laughs> we are going to get to your worst song uh oh, um yes. we're going to switch out um computers here so we're going to yeah we don't play this break. song anymore just... so Who lives only to 
All right. Well, that one is what you uh, consider the worst. Do you have a name for that? For, for that one? That's the one we call "Feel Her." Feel Her. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, why? Why? Why the worst? So I, I don't think it's a bad song. I, yeah, I actually I like its song a lot. But I, um, it was sort of the first song that we wrote when we uh, decided to go drummerless. Oh, okay. And so that song does feel a bit like the the training wheels mm-hmm. for us with our current setup and our current gear. So um, I think it's a really nice song, but it's just it was the first one that we cut when we started writing new stuff that we were having more fun with. Yeah. Um, and that song also was originally arranged to have like multiple vocalists on it because we were working with other vocalists at the time. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a nice it's, a, it's definitely a nice song. For but sure. it fits the category because you're not playing it in your set anymore and you can kind of see it as um, this first. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that. Um, just when we played it live, it always felt like it dragged a little bit. I think we like mm. didn't. Yeah. I think that we didn't. Um, we didn't quite get the structure right on it. And I think it's one of these things that if we went back and kind of stripped it down and really worked on it for a while. I think we could write a really good song out of it. But we're just kind of being way more inspired by uh, new stuff. By new stuff. Yeah. Right. Are you Are you a band that works? Um, do you think in terms of albums? I mean, you we talked about you're releasing this EP. Have you released albums before? You know what? When we like back in the day. <laughs> like some of the first stuff I ever did with Evan where I wasn't really writing any of the music. I was just sort this of singing. This is when the full, with the full band? Yeah, this band? was like uh, two and a half, three years ago. Um, we did record a full album, but it, it just... You know what? I think when you're starting out, you just you really don't have that much great material to right. fill a full album with without putting any you know fluff or anything in it. Right. It gets self-indulgent, and we try to really curb that in ourselves yeah. so that we can always just put out the best stuff as opposed to the most right. stuff. And not to mention that nowadays you don't, especially with this type of music, it's like right. the album structure isn't where everybody's th- what everybody's right. thinking anyway. I think also it's like when like like over like the past few years, like who. Like, who's really released an album that's you know nine to 12 songs that are all fucking essential on that album i think it's a little presumptuous to think that someone at our level can write nine great songs at once and put them all out right you know i mean myself excluded of course i can't i'm not talking i'm not saying that people shouldn't do albums but i think for us right now it just makes more sense for us to really spend time on a few songs that makes yeah and really kind of, of sense Especially when it comes, you know, it's you know, recording. Yeah. Yeah, recording's mm. expensive and stuff, yeah. but eventually hopefully we'll we'll do a full length. But I think I think we're gonna do a lot of EPs in the future. Well, uh, we also will get we're gonna have you play a wild card song. Yeah. Is this wild card song potentially on the EP? It is not actually. Oh damn it! I, I thought I was setting it up perfectly. I, I should have asked before. The only the so Civil's the the only one actually. I don't know how this is just how it worked out. The only song that we're playing today from the EP was Civil. Okay. Um, and yeah. well, what what about this wild card song? Uh, this is a song that was kind of r- written off of me, kind of working on like essentially like just like this basic riff, like a. <laughs> Which is classic. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't direct. It wasn't like I listened to a song and I was like, I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. But that riff is all over the place. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm not going to name the songs. If feel you like know, making love. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> feel like making love is a little different. My guitar teacher says like, oh, this feel like making love. And I'm, he's like, you got to change those two chords at the end a little bit. So <laughs> I changed it a little bit. Enough so, enough. <laughs> so it's not exact. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. This um, is like our only song in the set that's really was based around the guitar. So that's why okay. we thought it would be cool to do as a wild card because it is like, it's still got all the bleep bloops and some uh-huh. of that stuff in it, but um, it's you know, centric. it's more guitar centered, and it's like it's a little more of a chance for Evan to sort of. Yeah, this song's called "Pray for You," and if you listeners out there like it, send us a message because this is this is a song that we've kind of thought about recording for a while, but it's a little bit outside of our wheelhouse. So. And it's gone through a couple different iterations mm-hmm. itself to, mm-hmm. to make Can it Can we do just a real quick plug? Mm-hmm. You guys are The Values. Yes. That's all your, you're on social media and all that all Instagram, that Instagram, The Values Band, Facebook, yeah. The Values Official. We're, We're on, on Spotify, Spotify cool. SoundCloud. Do you have any Bank shows camp. coming up we can plug real quick? Sure. We have two shows when, this weekend this in New York. Um, probably a couple Next. weeks. Oh, okay. Next um, week? May 11th. Okay. Evan's birthday. May 11th is my birthday. What is that? It's going to be at Greenpoint Gallery. There's awesome. going to be a bunch of other bands. Lady yeah. Life from the Vinyl is playing. Nice. Uh, They're great. Sunshine. Sunshine from New Jersey is coming out and playing a set. It's going to be fucking sick. Awesome. It's going to be really, really fun. I'm super pumped. It's going to be my birthday, so... 
All right, you May eleventh. Yeah, it's gonna the be values. good. Well, guys, thanks for coming in and doing this. This has been a whole bunch of fun. Thank and you. First, last, best, worst. We're gonna take it out on this song. This song is called "Pray for You." So pray for up. Taylor. Pray for Taylor. Pray for Taylor. Show. Pray for Taylor. Hit us up yeah. on social media if you want us to release this song. Okay.